Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast Live. Today is October 30th, 2022. Time is 3.04 p.m. And joining me today is the Kilted Prepper. How are you doing, sir? Doing awesome, bro. That's good. You know, I listen, before we get into this, I've heard of you. I've never met you, but I've heard of you before. Oh, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... I would say it's it's pretty you're pretty big in the preparedness community. Um, yeah. So what all do you do other than I've, wear the kilt? I well I do I wear the kilt every day. I'm a daily kilt daily kilter. Uh, I also own a rather large kilt group on Facebook. We got like twenty three thousand members. Oh wow, Warren, and we got local chapters all over the U.S. Um, but I just I I I do this for a living. I write. I got my own website RaymondMoore.com or thekilterprepper.com or Raymond, M-O-H-R.com, and they all go to the same place. Now, I'm finding this here. You're on Facebook, True Social, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Yeah, I think I'm on Gab and some of the others, too. Gotcha. But I'm pretty prolific at writing, and so I put my articles out there all over the place. I do a lot of my my YouTube, and uh, he's... he's <laughs> no, this, it was like... Oh, okay. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's fine. So welcome in everybody that's coming in right now, guys. If you don't know, we're live from the Self-Reliance Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. And joining me is Kilted Prepper. So can you tell me some of the stuff you write about? Um, I really focus on realistic prepping for real people. That's one of my tagline. Okay. None of the Hollywood crap. And because in, in the preparedness arena, especially over these last several years, a lot of the movie Hollywood, zombie apocalypse, Mad Max crap has really seeped in to the preparedness community and what's been the focus is all this really cool guy crap and i need this cool guy gear and i need this hottest ar-15 or this or that or these special builds and all these cool knives and everything it's like right you know just dang it buy a freaking clock dude and and and, i like my glocks i love huh (laughs) i like my glocks i love my clock (laughs) but I, I see so many people spend so much money and so much time on all this zombie apocalypse crap that, you know, you should be buying food, especially okay. with what's going on. And that's what I do write a lot about is right. current event. Where are we now? And uh, I really try to break down what is taking place so that the common man really kind of gets a grasp for some of these YouTube videos and everything like that are just kind of going over people's heads. And then also a lot of doom and gloom. I mean, yeah, there, listen, if, all right, first off, let me say this. There's a lot of fear porn out there where yeah. people are just selling people on fear mm-hmm. and trying to convince them to buy a product or trying to convince mm-hmm. them to just, you know, live in fear. You got to do all these crazy things or spend all this money. And we 
on our show, we try to push it more toward, you know, for the person that's just starting out, where do you need to start? What do you need to do? One of our biggest things we tell them, you know, food, water, shelter, security is a big one. Since you brought up the firearms things, I know everybody wants an AR-15. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the big thing. Well, also because it's demonized, you know, in the media and they want to they want them off the streets, et cetera. But I got to tell you, my preferred round for the apocalypse is the 22 LR. Yep, I totally agree. That's that's it. In fact, if you go to my website right now on my homepage, you'll see why I like the 22. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't been there, so I'll have to go check that out. But I mean, I think it's it's by far the best round. Heck yeah for practice yeah. and its capability and it's so cheap you could stock it it's lightweight you can carry a shit ton I, I really believe in in scalability too uh now i know a lot of people are going to hate me for this and everything but if, if you got a bunch of preps and everything and you don't have a gun and you just can't afford it because I, I i think about budget too right i'm i'm very budget conscious but i don't believe in buying cheap chinese junk but you know if you need a gun you don't have one 150 bucks go out and buy the stinking high point c9 it'll work it sends lead down range and then save up for your Glock. right and then I, and i'm not a fan of of, of the colt or the 1911 see I, for me it's magazine capacity yeah mainly. totally when, when you start going up to a 45 like i can carry my glock 17 yeah it's got 19 rounds yeah yeah i mean it's great the the 19 it takes uh four magazines of of, of 45 to equate my two 30 to 15 rounds which i'm carrying 30 rounds on me right so you know it takes four of their magazines so you're carrying to, a 40 huh 40 cal no i'm carrying a nine mil oh you're carrying the 19 okay yeah, gotcha 19. okay yeah. i have the 17 and i have the 22 17 uh 17 round mag and the 22 is a 15 round mag mm-hmm. so that's why my brain went to yeah. 40 caliber was the 15 now round mag. I have to say, because uh, I used to have a Glock 26, and I sold it a long time ago. Actually, I sold it to my dad. But um, went to. I've always been wanting to replace the Glock 26, and started doing research, looking into it, and it's like, man, do I really want to? And the Canic, uh, Canic uh, TP, Canic TP Elite, and um, love it. I love it. I mean, it's <laughs> it is so feature rich. And it's Glock architecture. And then the thing that I really love, 12-round magazine instead of 10. And, um, but yeah, great. Just a lot of great. Fr- I love that you can just you can drop a red, so- red dot on it. I mean, because that's why it's the only thing that's holding me back from 26 is like, dang, I'm going to have to get this stupid thing, either buy a new upper or I'm going to have to have it milled out and all that other crap stuff. So, but I love that. But I love the Canic. And it's cheaper. And isn't American Arms a oh, Century Arms? Yeah. yeah, Century Arms. They did used to make the AR. In fact, I think it was a, the AR-10. Uh, we're just going to have him join us in the show. <laughs> Talking about guns, he got all excited. So we're going to pull him in on this tonight. I hear we're freezing over on YouTube's on Podbean. Getting it, the it's the audio is bad. And out to get into this, um, new preppers getting into gun talk. What else do you do? Are you doing many I do, events? I actually other do. Things? I do gear review. Okay. And and I and I do talk about what's going on and i don't really try to doom and gloom people fear porn i like that right yeah i don't try to do that but some people do think that i'm in the fear porn arena but if you start really reading my articles over and i'm I'm recommending the same things over and over again because i believe in them and i want people to get these things i have been doing this god oh man i was raised the prepper my mom's a depression era child and so we were raised my mom had one of the first excaliburs ever made 
and that's a dehydrator for those of you who don't know. I didn't um, know. Huh? I didn't know. Yeah, it's a dehydrator. <laughs> and uh, the thing was a dinosaur. But these are all things that I was raised with and everything. But I have, I have tried all this gear. I mean, um, the, the, you ever see those Ronco round dehydrators? Or basically, you make them in beef jerky. It's the only thing. I'm a oh, big yeah. dehydrator person. So I, oh, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a Lincoln from uh, Rural King. I love it. That's yeah. what I got. A six tray. And I use it for everything. It's great. Yeah. But, I mean, you buy these things at Walmart, the Ronco ones. You'll burn through like three of them. And it's like, dang, dude, why didn't you just put up the extra cash, spend the money, get an Excalibur? And, you know, so I, I, that's the sort of stuff that I talk about is realistic prepping for real people. I've done all the research. Just trust me on what I'm telling you. You know, I mean, if you want to go out and spend the money over and over and over again or buy cheap or do whatever, go for it. But, you know, I'm trying to steer you straight here. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. And, and so I do, you know, especially I've been focusing on a lot of food. My articles are kind of, and again, I'm not trying to do it to sell crap. Right. I'm, no, I know. I'm, I'm doing it trying to help people and educate and things so that they know they can make good, wise decisions. Because we're, you know, this recession now, we're inflation and everything like that. People don't have the money. They don't have money to waste. So why not, you know, buy good quality stuff that you only have to wear buy once. And then when you really need it, it ain't going to bust. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I got to, this is one thing I got to point out there. Uh, speaking of dehydrate, I'm watching you ch- ch- chewing on this jerky over here. Oh. Have you had that yet? No, I haven't. You I haven't had that? I told Clark's. him I would mention him on the show. Crack that open. Clarky's jerky. Yeah, crack that open. I want all you guys to try this right now while we're live. You got a knife? Yeah. I've got three if you don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crack that open. Pass that around a little bit. We'll rip some pieces off there. I just I went up there. I sampled all their jerkies. This one was by far my favorite. What is it? This is a barbecue, dry rub barbecue. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to sample this right on the nice show. Nice and soft. I'm picking on my jerky. Are you? Yeah. Nice and soft. Tears really well. Here, I want, I want some more Tonka, of that, too. Let me, get, let me get a piece of that. <laughs> oh, good flavor. Right? That's got a really good flavor. It's the dry rub barbecue. Mm-hmm. A little bit of tangy, mm-hmm. almost a little bit of sweet. Mm-hmm. It nice tastes fresh too. Easy to chew. Mm-hmm. Easy yeah. to chew it up. Yeah, it's not that super brittle jerky stuff, Mm-mm. and it's not that you know rubbery, bendy like you, the the mass produced stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, this is just good jerky. So, guys, this is this may be the first time we ever did a beef jerky review live on its Doomsday Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But it is good. It is some really good jerky, guys. Check them out. Clark's Jerkies. Yeah. They got a website on there. I don't know if they do. Let's see here. Mm. They're out of Knoxville, Tennessee, guys. We'll go ahead and we'll drop oh, their wow. we'll drop their phone number for you. Their phone number is 865-654-7908. If you want to go ahead and pick yourself up some locally made in Knoxville, Tennessee, Clark's Jerky. And again, guys, we are trying the dry rub barbecue. Mm-hmm. 
that is really good stuff. But to get back to priest, preaching and preaching, preaching and preaching. Um, my mouth is still working. Yeah, my right? mouth is full of jerky. <laughs> so you're gonna have to hear me chomp. But one of the things I do uh, talk about or believe in is having scalability to your firearms. And I believe first thing people need to get is a handgun and then start building up. Because again, I, I know that everybody can't go out and just buy the latest, greatest and everything like that. And so from a handgun, then go out and get a, a, a pump, pump shotgun. I'm a big fan of the Mossberg 500. And now Mossberg makes what's called Maverick. They're wooden pieces, so the, the buttstock and the, and the forearm is wooden. That's made in Mexico, but it's assembled in Texas. Okay. And so you can get a Mossberg 500 cheaper than you spend. It's basically a Mossberg. You're just buying Mexican-made wood assembled in Texas. Gotcha. So, and then from there, so you now have your, your home defense weapon. You do have a close defense weapon being the shotgun. And with a shotgun, you can also load it in different rounds and different stacks and stuff like that. But then you need uh, something for a faraway weapon. And so I'm, I love the Mosin Nagant. Cheap gun, very inexpensive, cheap ammo. But all the, all the big snipers, all of them shot the Mosin Nagant. Now, I don't know what they are today. I bought mine for 99 bucks down at Cabela's. I don't know if they're still the same. I don't know, but I've got a buddy that swears by him, and I shot his, and it I, it didn't have the recoil that I was thought no. it was going to have. Mm -mm. It really wasn't that bad. Mm -mm. I mean, it was less than a thirty odd six. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one more jerky we got, guys. Uh, listen in the live. Carson snuck up behind me. I didn't see her, but she dropped off some more Clark's jerky, and then she dropped off the teriyaki. Mm. So we're gonna go ahead and try that one there. See what you guys think. It tears nicely. It does. It's got a good chew to it, good mm -hmm. flavor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get some more of this before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to continue into this this whole idea about one thing you were mentioning is about people kind of giving you flack for things. <laughs> there are people in the prepper community that will tear you apart just because you're trying to help other people. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they're right. Again, with the Hollywood mindset, this Hollywood way, this – these apocalyptic movies we see. And I got to ask you, when you're dealing with these people or they're in there leaving bad comments or saying bad things, what's your counterattack? How do you deal with it? I really try not to attack people. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I used to in the olden days, but it just, it's, it's, it's like you're arguing with a fool. You're arguing with an idiot. He's stuck in his ways. You're stuck in yours. You're not going to change anybody's mind or anything like that. So why waste the time and energy and arguing? It's like, okay, bud, cool, fine. Now, go away, go crawl back under the rock you came from and piss off. I guess, I guess, you know, I guess some people aren't worth their time of day, but I guess I didn't think about it in that respect. Like, you know, you're in your ways, there and theirs. There's really mm -hmm. no point. I get people to comment on stuff all the time. No, you're wrong. No, you need to do it this way. No, you need to do it that way. And that's where I've been at lately. I'm not even giving you the time of day. You don't know. So mm -hmm. I'm just, it's not worth wasting time. But, you know, for me and my other co-hosts, the goal is to get the information out there. Mm -hmm. The goal is to get that one person across the finish line. If we can do that, we have gained some success. Here's how I look at it. I would, I, my goal is to create and bring into the preparedness family more people. When you do that, that's less people you got to kill on the other side. 
I'd rather have allies than enemies. So that's just same simple stuff. You know, I don't want to be killing a lot of people. So make them allies. Well, there's that and the idea. If you get somebody prepared, that's one less person you have to watch your yeah, back for. Exactly. That's my mentality. If you yeah. have everything, if I get you prepared, you have everything you need. I don't got to worry about you yeah, exactly. coming exactly. to take me out in the night for mm -hmm. a box of tomatoes. allies versus enemies. Yeah, right. So that's that's one of the goals here. And I mean, I know a lot of people would say we're, we're paranoid or, you know, you're, you're worrying for nothing. But th this is real. Things are mm -hmm. getting bad and they're getting bad quickly. And I know there's been preppers out there for years that have been prepping for years and like nothing's ever happened. They're like, well, nothing's ever happened. Nothing's ever going to happen. So you guys are wasting your time. The money I have in food stocks right now, if I decided to not go to the grocery store, you know how much money I'd save just based on oh, inflation dude, yeah, alone? totally. <laughs> Food's it's an insane. investment. Yeah, it is at this point. Yeah. Now, and, and this is something that, you know, is very realistic because every, oh, what happens, you know, no zombies, no this, no that. And it's like, dude, what about, are you prepared for when you get laid off? Because it's coming. Oh, yeah, we talk about that too, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. You're going to get laid off. Are you prepared? And if you had all this food, medicine, water, and everything on hand, yeah, it's an investment. You're not going to be, you know, having to spend what little money you have, excuse me, being unemployed versus, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Right, so, I mean... One thing I preface on my show, we're not always talking about this big doom and gloom, nukes going off or invasion, things like that. A lot of the things we prep for are job loss mm -hmm. or you get injured at work and you're out sick. Yeah. You know, if the Aflac duck gets ran over, he can't help you anymore. Things yeah. like that. Um, we, you know, natural disasters as well. You're, you know, if you have a tornado rip through your down and take take out the local factory you work for, how long are you going to be out for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to get unemployment, but that's what, maybe a quarter of what you yeah. make? You still got rent. You still got a mortgage. Yeah. You still got to take care of the kids. They're still growing. They still need clothes. Mm -hmm. At least if you guys are in a bad spot, at least you can still feed yourself. That's exactly. not something that's weighing on your mm -hmm. shoulders. Yeah. Right. And then and even taking that a little bit further, you know, if you've prepped up your meds, I'm, I'm big on prepping up meds mm -hmm. and everything. If the kids get sick while this is happening, everything, treat at home. I, I love Doc Bones, Nurse Amy's treat at home book. I'm a big fan of where there's no no doctor. And so at least learn how to treat at home and everything. Again, the more the money that you can keep home, the better. And then that allows you to use those resources later down the road. If you're not spending money on food anymore because you got it covered, that's resources of money that you can use for other things. You know, then you can buy the clock. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I think about that. Yeah. I think you just helped me get a bigger gun budget. <laughs> <laughs> so other than, okay, so... Other than firearms, secondary weapons, we, we got into a conversation about knives earlier, mm -hmm. right? So secondary weapons, other than guns, preferred things? I love knives, man. I, I'm I'm the big person on, on uh, pocket swords, right? I love pocket swords. I love cold steel. And and you talk about, so I, I was in one of the Facebook groups, and, and they were just, this one guy was just nailing me. Oh, it's cold steel, man. You know, that's cheap Chinese crap, or it's just cheap. It's like, dude, you know. 50 bucks you got a great blade you know i i should have brought some of mine over here i got a whole backpack full of knives but um you know the 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 tie light i love the tie light xl it's 13 inches long pocket sword it acts as a kubaton you can you can just you can fight with it and then you can pop it open and it's just a badass little knife Ooh. Listen, I'm telling you what, and people do underestimate the idea of carrying blades. I've got three on me currently. I got a buddy that spent $200 on having a custom knife made from one of his friends. And 
he um, specifically had a knife design that would not, not act just as a knife, but a knife he could baton wood with, a, a blade that was thick enough he could pry open a car door. He ended up paying $200 for it, but that's his go-to apocalyptic mm-hmm. knife. And I just got a nose passed to me from my producer. Um, this jerky, this is the jerky guy if you want him. Yes, I want the jerky guy. Real quick, if he wants to grab a mic and talk about his jerky. Are you live with us? That's a live mic down there. Yeah, that's a live mic there. Grab that headset. We'll we'll chit-chat with him for a few and get back into our apocalyptic conversation. I hope you don't mind. No, man. Just give us a second, guys. Bear with us. We're miking someone up right now. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Just get get a little closer to that mic for me. Okay. All right. How's that? All right. Can you guys hear him okay? Is he coming through? All right. We got you now. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm Devlin Clark. I'm the owner of Clarky's Jerky Shack, where he started up uh, a new jerky. We make MSG nitrate preservative-free jerky. It's all natural jerky. It's made with Himalayan pink salt. It, there's no uh, no nitrates or preservatives or anything. And it, it, uh, everybody seems to really like our jerky a lot. we got five different flavors. Um, the main thing is we want to make jerky that's uh, MSG nitrate preservative-free because I don't think you really need to have all that in there, not, not for just short preservation. If you're going to do like a really long-term for like three years or something because you don't even know how old jerky is at the gas station that's a good point i didn't think about that and i got a question for you one thing i didn't see on the packaging here being that everybody's kind of out there all over the place is there a place they can go to buy this online is it sold online anywhere uh, it's not sold online uh, my, my phone number is on the bag i can i can share my phone number if anybody would like it we're here in knoxville tennessee i'm working on the website right now oh well i already shared the phone number so i'm glad you said that was okay <laughs> <laughs> well i'm i'm I would like anybody to try the, try our jerky. We do we do a shipping. I haven't really worked out any kind of shipping. This is kind of a new thing. I, me running into you guys here was kind of a, a a drop thing. Oh yeah, no problem. Listen, I'm gonna give the number uh, one more time to you guys. The number is gonna be area code eight six five six five four seven nine zero eight. If you want to get Clarky's jerky, it says Clark Clarky's Jerky Shack. On the package here. We're not going to give your address. We don't want people getting addicted to the jerk and showing up <laughs> in your house. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You got anything you want to uh, tell the guys about the jerky before we let you go? Uh, well, we just, we just, I started making the jerky um, just as for myself, pretty much, and everybody liked, started liking it. So I had to, I had to start selling it to people because I can't, I couldn't just keep giving people away free meat. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. And I could make the jerk. We, my recipes, I can make them with anything. Is I just can't sell wild game here in Tennessee, so we, we it's all beef. No, I got you. I totally understand. Well, hey, Clark, thank you very much, and I'll tell you what, I love the jerky, man. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, bye. That is good jerky, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, so we're back with the Kilted Prepper. Just wanted to give uh, – guys, you know we support local businesses and small businesses on the show, and we absolutely hate – the big corporation, so I was happy to do that for this gentleman. Uh, to get back into this, where did we leave off at? I totally forget. Man, that happens. We were probably between knives. Knives or guns? We were talking about knives. Um, you were talking about uh, our friend, mutual friend, being able to get a custom knife made, the prize open doors, this, that, and the other. So it's a multifunction 
knife, if you will, I guess. It's not a multi-tool. It's a multi-function knife. Oh, multi-function multi purpose I guess you yeah. can say. Now, see, the idea behind that, though, is, is, is you know, you have that as one thing that's good for everything. You can baton firewood, pry a door open, skin a buck, whatever you need to do. You're good to go. I... <laughs> I see a lot of okay. Your thoughts on this? I got to ask if you've heard of this yet, and it's been talked about a lot. The werewolf preppers. Have you heard oh, of this? I've heard, I've heard about that and everything. And the, I mean, I don't. I, in all honesty, I don't see it happening. I, I, I don't. I mean, if they've been prepping and everything like that, and you know, you're you're going to know who's in your community. I would and, say so. You know, and I'll tell you what I get. I get a lot of the comments on my stuff like, well, my plan for the apocalypse is I'm just going to go out, find the other preppers, take them out and take their shit. And I've said to these guys, are you really going to risk your life for a can of beans? Are yeah. you really going to risk your life for a, an extra pair of socks? How are you how are you going to even infiltrate that circle? Right. I mean, OK, we're we're public figures. People know who we are. We're we're on. At least I'm on YouTube. I'm on doing podcasts. I write and everything like mm -hmm. that. I mean, if someone really wants to find where I live, I guess they can really, you know, do their research and everything like that and dig down deep. Right. But all of us have done a good job of, of yeah, you maintaining maintain privacy. OPSEC. Yeah. yeah, OPSEC. Yeah. And and things. But first of all, how are you going to find them? And then you're going to go up against me, dude? Really? I mean, I, mean, I, I'm not... I have <laughs> zero problem just putting a bullet between your eyes. I mean, if I don't know you and we're in shit hit the fan situation and you're coming up on my driveway, I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're living dangerously. Listen, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not saying I am uh, prepared for that scenario, but what I will say is I have a backhoe and I only use it to dig <laughs> holes. Yeah. And I haven't done, dug any holes in a while. So we have bear where we live. So do I. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're just over here marching <laughs> on this jerky, having a good time. I can't put this down now. Yeah. It is that good. You want another I'm, piece, dude? I'm smacking like crazy. Oh, yeah. Also, there. another thing to bring up with the uh, going back to the knife for just a second is if you guys have heard of the 21 foot rule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't think for one second that somebody yeah, can't take these. you out with a knife, even if you got a gun. Yeah. 21 feet, you're in deep, deep water. Let's I put it that to, way. I used to teach that, is, is, um, and the whole name. Now it escapes me. Man, 21. Someone with a knife within 21 feet can take you out before you draw your gun. And so, it's exactly right. So I used to work in law enforcement. And that was one of the reasons we were trained to hip fire mm -hmm. was for that scenario because I could get that out quicker than that 21 feet. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's, and another thing, if you guys look at these law enforcement officers on YouTube or in person or wherever, that's the reason why they like to keep the individual that they're messing with or dealing with at a distance mm -hmm. for that 21-foot rule. You don't know if they have enough. Actually, a lot of people in rural areas or mountainous areas or what have you carry a knife, at least a pocket knife. I mean, a lot of the knives that I carry, I have to be very honest with you, they really are um, kind of fighting weapons. Mm -hmm. And I mean, today... Like yesterday, normally what I do is I have a, I wear kilts, as you call it, <clears throat> but I carry a, a CRKT uh, Hasu. It's about that long. Okay. And it's, I carry it under my kilt and it's just, it's easily accessible. Um, I also, um, 
got my tie light right carry and when i'm when i'm carrying concealed i use a belly band and i carry you know either hold out or my tie light in my belly band um and then i also have the law enforcement here you know that i carry i need that one i've been wearing this all weekend and (laughs) nobody's noticed it yet gotcha it, it hides right under your arm i mean you can cross draw it and stuff so we got a question here in the chats, and I and this is kind of in reference to what I was going to say next anyway. So I used to work with this old Navy search and rescue guy, right? And he taught me the importance of you need a weapon knife and you need a tool knife. You need one that does your work and you need one for defenses. And Kylie here in the chats is asking, what's a good defense knife or knives? Defense. A fixed blade knife, I will say that, for defense. Or offense, actually. Well, this is a fixed blade, so yeah. I I use this kind of more for my shield hand. Okay. You know, so I mean, I can I can use it here if I wanted to fight with it and everything. Right. Oops, but this is for more of my shield hand. <laughs> right. I got and you. So. So my I don't, my suggestion, and this would be something I, I, I like I like this this that uh, recurve style Leo. blade. It's the K bar Leo. K bar uh, Leo. Uh, uh, TDC, I think it's called. Yeah, the K bar TDC or something, but it's it's kind of a cookery style. Okay. But it, you know, you can cross draw it, you know, or you can pull it with your left hand. Right. You know, just right there, boom. It's and, nice. And it's just, you know, so I'll tell you, left jab is it's instant left jab. So and back you just slice someone open. Back in the day, we did we did training with taser knives, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, one of the things I did learn about, you know, I got familiar with with the knives was. Whenever you're in this high-stress scenario and things are breaking bad, the palms get sweaty, just like when you're at the range for a while. So having something you could keep a good, firm grip on would be definitely mm-hmm. a go-to. You know, feel it out, make sure it's, it's good, it's you know, very sandy. Right. This is good sandy. And then the tile, a lot of the cold steel stuff is, got, they got great grips. Right. Um, very great. I haven't uh, found anything yet that isn't, that is slippery. I got gotcha. um, you. know. So anyway, I wanted to move into, you know, to, to try to get the message out there. So I wanted to get some of your recommendations for where new preppers start. Like if you were, if I came to you and I said, Kilted, I'm brand new. Where do I start? What do I do? What I would do, first of all, is look at your budget. Okay. Be very realistic with your budget. And I do what's called the $5 rule. And so really look at your budget, you and your, you and your spouse, and uh, really look at it. Every time I step into a grocery store, how much can I spend? Every freaking time. And so you make that your benchmark. And this is why I call it the $5 rule. $5 is what someone can you know, realistically do. And so every time you step into a grocery store, and it doesn't matter if you're just going in there for a gallon of milk or you're doing a whole week's worth of shopping, every time you will spend at least $5 on your prep. And, and then you can take that even further and, uh, you know, Every time I step into Lowe's, $5. Every time I step into CVS, $5. But you've got to really look at your budget. And it's where you and your spouse really need to sit down and look at it and come up with a realistic figure. Because a lot of people, what they do is they go too high and then they break the habit because it's too high. Whereas if you have a realistic number, then you'll be amazed how fast your preps will build. And then once you got that rolling, get a handgun. And, and again... Uh, high point C9, 150 bucks. It right. will protect the castle. It sends lead downrange, you know. And then when you run out of lead, you just throw it at people and acts like a brick. 
<laughs> but <laughs> they make a good hammer, right? Yeah, they make a great hammer. <laughs> but uh, and then you know you work on getting your clock, and then you okay. start building your arsenal. Mm-hmm. But what happens with so many people is they just instantly jump to the AR, or the AK, or some of these other you know high speed, low drag weapons, and you know, and then what happens then is their food preps start to um, get in danger in a sense. Because they're spending more on cool guy gear. Oh yeah. Versus r- good food. Food needs to be your number one expense, and and you need quality and variety. Don't go out and buy crap. You gotcha. know, stay away from crap food. And and realistically, if you're going to spend a lot of money on some of these foods, buy a can and try it. Yeah. So that and cook with it. I mean, I I cook with our uh, my wife at least once a week. I will cook a preparedness meal to kind of get what my wife likes and my daughter likes. Uh, we just got our granddaughter, so we have legal custody of her now. And so what does she realistically like? And so what I did just this past week, ground up some old chuck and some bacon and all this other stuff. And then I had these instant packs of mashed potatoes and corn. And that's like my wife and daughter's new favorite meal. Nice. But that's a prep meal. Yeah. I mean, it takes five minutes to bake. Boiling water for potatoes, warm up the corn throw some powdered butter on it, wonderful stuff, throw those two together. You almost kind of like make a shepherd pie. But I grind up the, I have a food, uh, a meat grinder. So I got some on-sale chuck and then a cheapy pack of bacon and ground the two together. And, but that was our, in, you know, but that's a quick prep meal. So I'm always trying out these prep meals that could be made over a fire or, you know, things like that. So we're constantly trying our preps. And then I use powdered butter and, and other things like that. So Okay, I got you. So you understand, start working on your food. Food is your investment. That's the main thing that you need to work on. Uh, once you got food and you have a weapon to protect your food, start looking at your meds. Gotcha. I mean, you need, and water, of course, too. Everybody, but water. Um, depending on what you have, I have a two-tier, actually a three-tier system. Um, I have the five-gallon stackables. And then I've got in the garage uh, 55 gallons drums, and then we have a creek, uh, a right. stream, and I run everything through the Berkey. Gotcha. Okay. So, but then on on top of that, your meds, you know what you're going to get sick with. If you know if you got allergies, you know if you get this or you're susceptible to that. Start stocking up on meds, especially right now. And all these things are becoming more expensive. Over the counter meds are getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, I have noticed that. And guys, if you're just joining us into the show, we are coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee at the Survival Alliance Expo. We are here live right now with the Kilted Prepper. And the next thing I really wanted to ask you is, are you doing any kind of like, you know, bushcraft type stuff or woodsy type stuff? And that that leads me that leads me to my next question. Bug in versus bug out your thoughts. Okay, Uh, I. Hey Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. I see all these people, you know, killing themselves. I was in ops. And so we had to do all this training and everything. We had to do the bow drill and all this other crap. You know how much energy time and and, And calories calories you spend (laughs) just to hope that you get an ember. And if then and if it's cold and wet, forget it. I mean, 
dude, buy a freaking big anifarium rod. Right. You know, and just have multiple forms of, of, of lighting fire. I love cotton balls and Vaseline. Keep it in a oh, pill yeah, jar. Absolutely. You know, get a fairy rod, done, you know. And, and so bushcraft is all great and everything, but realistically, so many people talk about bugging out and being bug out bag. Where are you bugging out to? Yeah, you that's think, the thing. You, you think too. you're going to go to the forest? You know, are yeah, you, yeah. I, and I own acreage. Do you think you're coming into my land? No, <laughs> I'm going to shoot your ass. So, <laughs> you know, so where are you bugging out to? So if you don't have a dedicated place to bug out to that is prepped, ready to go and have, you know, your resources there, then where the heck are you going? Your best bet is to bug in, right. harden your security, harden your castle, you know, start training, start doing what you need to do. I mean, I'm constantly hardening our security. Uh, next thing I'm doing right now, eight, eight millimeter window film. It will stop 22 and birdshot and huh. you still see through it. But it's, it's, I, the, we have too many windows that I don't like. And so I'm, when we get back, when I get back home, I'm going to start putting eight millimeter window film on it. And if you do both sides front in inside, inside and outside, yeah, it'll, it'll stop 22 and, and birdshot. Wow. And then, and then you can hammer the hell out of it and you're not breaking through it. So, you know, so there's, there's, you know, bugging in and then why your castle is your best defense. You know, when you are the defender, the odds are, are in your favor versus the offense. And that's true in any, you study history, any, unless you're doing a siege and even then still the defense still has the, has the, the. So it's the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah. They always have the upper hand. So anybody coming into your castle, who knows your home better than you? Right. I mean, I've got it all staked out. I know all my corners. I know my firing points. I know where I'm not going to go and everything. So it's, I, it's, you know, I'm training my wife for that. And as soon as my daughter gets a little bit older and I'm going to start training her for that and stuff. So bugging in and we've got enough room that if we needed to take in some family members and everything or, or take in some trusted individuals, I don't mind doing it. I'm already picking people out that if I need Lone Rangers die. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Lone Wolf syndrome is bad. Yeah. So I got, I do got a question for you. Um, and I, I do agree with it. Nobody's going to go out and live their lives out of a backpack in the middle of the it's, woods. It's, it's why? so unrealistic. It's hard. It's you're, you're, not going to be a thing. Die. I mean, I, I just, I don't agree with it, but yeah. The other thing I want to get into here, since you brought up, you know, you're getting your wife into things now, how, and I, this is the million dollar question. I get it all the time. And I'm sure everybody in the chats is going to ask too, how do you get your spouse on board with prepping My, I get it all the time? Yeah. I, I, I actually get that question too, but I'm, I've been married now for four years. My wife is, is from Minnesota. Everybody's friendly and loving up there. They're a bunch of sheep. And, and in fact, uh, in my weaponized presentation that I got, I talk about sheep, sheepdogs, and wolves. And so Cynthia was helping me put together, redoing my PowerPoints and everything. She, she's, I'm a sheep. And so, <laughs> but I'm training her. She's starting to wake up to the fact, hey, I need to learn, you know, Ray, when are you going to start teaching me how to shoot? And how are you going to start doing this? I want to need So if anything happens to you, I can. So she's starting to slowly get the mindset. And it's just slowly working with her. And then educating her to what's going on in the world and why we need these things. And if you always wrap it around, the family needs it. And, I, and I'm talking about wives here. Uh, if you talk to the wife about securing the home and securing the family, 
wives will usually go for that. If you're doing everything, and you're taking the lead, because wives want men to take the lead. That's our natural, you know, thing to do. So if you take the lead on that and you do all this, then your wives will usually naturally fall in line. She's not going to really fight you. I mean, you know, you've got well, all see, this I think food. most of these most of these questions I think are coming from women trying to get their husbands, husbands into this. Yeah, I think those are mainly where mine are coming from, or the female yeah. side. I and I I honestly feel sorry for wives that have lazy husbands, and I just in the Bible talks about, you know, if you don't provide for your home and you don't do this, you're worse than the infidel. And, and so it talks about the sluggard and everything else. And it's like, man, you know, you, this, these wussified men today, just, you know, Oh God, I know. Spineless. It's, it's, Spineless. it's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. By yeah. The way. <laughs> and, and at times, I mean, cause I have had some of these questions and, and and I, I'm with some of these women. I've honestly said, you know what? You just need to divorce your husband and go find a real man. Right. You know, has a pair of balls, you mm -hmm. know, and that's and as much as I hate to say that, but that's, you know, you're depending upon your life here and and situation on a, a pacifist wuss. And gotcha. it's, you know, and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's it's a tough one, but. I think guys, if they and then if you get the guys involved and start, I mean, what guy doesn't like the gun? What guy doesn't like a knife? What guy doesn't, unless you're a soy boy, you know? I I guess I don't know. Say so, I like, haven't all, met any. All my friends are into guns and everything else. Got us. I got an ad I want to throw out there real quick for you guys. So, uh, at the event here, guys, there's a company called Off Grid Ready. Go to offgridready.com. And utilize code DOOMFREE, and you'll get free shipping on things like homestead gear, fire pits, freeze-dried food, generators, all kinds of stuff for the prepping community, guys. They have almost everything on the website. That's offgridready.com. Utilize code DOOMFREE and go on there and get yourself some products today. Now, we got a few minutes left in the show, and this is something I wanted to get your opinion on. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the second question I get a lot. Prepping for your kids. How do you get your kids involved? How do you get the kids on board with prepping? Things like that. I, I mean, we're doing that already with our granddaughter. And like, for example, I'm teaching her to garden. She loves gardening now. She gets out there and 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 is doing it. Um, what else have I done with her? Um, I want to buy her one of these little itty bitty pink twenty two single shots. Oh, like the, the, uh, the I think who, called crickets or crickets or yeah something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to get her one of those and and things. Um, I'm, I've been talking to her about firearm safety and then knife safety. I'm teaching her how to dehydrate and cut up chop, your know, chop food with me. Right. And so I have my knife, her knife is, is on the doll side, but she sits there and chops food with me and we dehydrate. And what we're doing is we're actually storing up for the winter. Okay. Winter, winter time's coming. We're storing up for the winter. Makes sense. And so no matter what, you could always use that analogy. If it's springtime, well, this is food we're going to use for the winter time. And, you know, I'm, I'm always feeling, and then what I do too, because I dehydrate a lot, like she loves strawberries, she loves the peaches, she loves pears. I dehydrate those for treats. And so it means I, I, I dehydrate them at the higher temperature, meaning their nutritional value will drop a bit because I'm using a higher temperature, but they're nice and crunchy and they're sweet. They're kind of candy and everything. She loves those and she loves helping me make those and everything. So what I'm doing is I'm slowly teaching her the preparedness lifestyle. I also, uh, she's in, just started first grade. And so I bought her the book, uh, Little Red Hen. 
And little red hen talks about, you know, she goes right. Hey, will someone help me, you know, do this? And, hey, I found some wheat. Will someone help me plant? No, we're not going to do it. I'm too lazy. I'm not. And so she's, the whole book is that. But she's really proud that she's reading Little Red Hen. But she's learning a preparedness lifestyle. If you work, you eat. If you don't work, you don't eat. Right. And I think, I mean, honestly, that's like, I think that what I do with my kids, I think the best way to teach the kids to prep is through involvement. Yeah. Make them involved in what you're doing. Yeah. When my children are unsupervised, they're making fires, they're making shelters. Well, my, my middle one is anyway. That's that's what he's doing. And and he goes, he's got a video floating around on TikTok right now with over four hundred thousand views wow. of a shelter he made. And wow. it like he's now he's stoked on it. He wants to do it all the time. Like so yeah, he's super fired up. Uh, so we're about to get out of here. We got about two minutes left, but uh, final mes- message to the uh, listeners out there. What do you want them to hear? Maybe where to find you or something you want them to know? Or Check out my website, RaymondMoore.com, R-A-Y-M-O-N-D-M-H-O-R, or TheKiltedPrepper.com. Check me out on YouTube. I just set up a newsletter. Go there, sign up for my free newsletter and everything. I'm going to start really sending up more information. Check out my YouTube. Please subscribe, like, share, and find me on Facebook. I live on freaking Facebook, Raymond Moore, M-H-O-R. And you were talking, you did lives on Facebook. Yeah. One of your lives? Uh, I Well, I actually do my lives in my kilt group, but I do a prepper show every Wednesday night in my kilt group. Come join my kilt group and watch my, my Wednesday night. But I take those shows and also pop them up on YouTube. Okay, so um, we could catch you live yeah. or we could catch you on YouTube. On YouTube. So Okay, very, very cool. Uh, preaching and preaching. Anything you want to take us out with? This is the last show of the day, man. You got a prayer, words of wisdom, anything. Find like-minded individuals like the Kilted Prepper here. It's nice to meet people and don't be afraid to go out and find like-minded individuals. You'd be amazed how many there actually is out there. Join a group if you're getting into the preparedness um, mindset and you want more individuals like yourself in case the event happens. Like Jester said, you can't, it's not a good idea to be a lone wolf, all right? Is that it? That's it for now. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today uh, with the Kilted Prepper, guys. Hopefully, we will be at another Self-Reliance Expo. And once again, guys, we came to you live today from Knoxville, Tennessee. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Kill time. Emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.